This is Super Yacht Radio. Um, welcome to Supiot Radio. We have the pleasure of being joined all the way from Queensland today by Joanne Drake, who is manager of the Supiot Group Great Barrier Reef and a long-term friend of the station. She has been a lovely friend of connecting us to what seems to be a lot of Asia-Pacific and, uh, and a good friend of Captain Jimmy Blee, who I mentioned we were going to be talking with you, and he said to say a big hello to you. So, big hello oh, Captain Oh, big hello Jimmy. to you too, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Joanne, lovely to have you on the station. Pleasure. Uh, you sent me a, a, a little press release last week, which made me follow up because we have seen so much in the media this side of what's going on in Australia and uh, in a comparison to the coronavirus, it can be difficult to figure out what's real and what's not. So it's lovely to have you on today and actually find out the reality of what's actually been going on in Australia and Queensland. What, what, what is it about? I mean, if, if I look back over the last few months, Joanne, you've gone through pretty much the entire continent on fire. You've had yeah. cyclones, you've had rain, you've got hailstones the size of basketballs. You, you've really, everything from the Bible has been, except for the frogs. You haven't had raining frogs yet, have you? No, not yet. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's been um, quite a difficult period, actually. Really and um, um, the aftermath from the fires, you know, people are still rebuilding their lives and their livelihoods hmm. and you know, 33 people died, um, 8 million hectares was burnt and, you know, it pushed 20 species of ours closer to extinction as well. So it was really quite unprecedented and and then that was followed by the floods and, and now we're all facing the COVID-19 concerns. Um, you know, and, and back onto the fires again, um, you know, putting that into perspective, it was actually, it was very devastating, but, but from us in, in Cairns, Queensland, it was actually, the closest fire was 2,000 kilometres away from us. And that's, that's for you there, I guess, Portugal to Belgium is that distance. It's quite a long distance from us. So we were quite removed from yeah. them all too, but of course felt, you know, felt really terrible for, for all of those people impacted. But um, in the scheme of the country, it was 2% of the country that was impacted by the fires. Really? Because um, quite frankly, yeah. you know, from, from our media, it did sort of seem like at least half the country was on fire. But when you uh, look at I the know, percentage of the whole continent, it, it's actually quite yeah. a small percentage. Yeah. Yes, and um, you know it. It still matters though that amount of forest. Absolutely, this is what this but, um, from Echo Yachts. Uh, there were some misleading, 
Sorry. I, I was speaking with Echo Yachts, uh, not Mark, but uh, Chris. Chris. Speaking with Chris from Echo Yachts, and he said the same thing that what um, the reality was, yeah, if you look at Europe, it's maybe, let's, let's say Belgium again, maybe Belgium on fire, but the rest of Europe is fine. So if there was a fire in Belgium, it wouldn't stop you going to Sweden or Germany or one of the other places. But the perspective. Well, it's important to. Yeah, exactly. To put those things into perspective, because I think a lot of um, tourists were quite concerned, and I myself was receiving emails from super yacht uh, leaders all over the world, sort of asking if myself and my family were okay. And I had to explain that yes, we're fine, and please don't change your plans because <laughs> everything here is functioning on all levels. So. Um, there, yeah, unfortunately, there was some misleading images getting around, and we saw them ourselves here on social media. And unfortunately, negative media does travel quite fast. But pictures depicting the entire country on fire with flames, and you know, it's just not helpful at all to no. the situation. Mm. But they're, they're all out now. That's actually yes. No, the fire is. The fires are out and now... Um, Thanks to the floods, I guess. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was mainly the southeastern part of Australia that wasn't affected by the fire. So we're just losing you um, a bit, Joanne. Yes, we're losing Sorry? your voice a little bit. Um, just Can just... you hear me now? Oh, that's Perfect. much better, yeah. Lovely. Okay, sorry, I might have turned my face. Um Yes, so we're in Queensland. We are still quite a, a way isolated from the rest of the country as well. And um, I believe it's the perfect home port for yachts that want to come and be in a safe, secure, well-developed city with everything at their fingertips. And I know quite a few have contacted me because they want to sort of wait out a, some of the period of time to see, you know, if the Olympics will actually go ahead or not and, you know, ensure that they are in a safe place for their owners if they're still coming and to do some charters or, you know, the welfare of the crew. I know that's paramount, of course. Mm -hmm. So, Cairns, so um, you know, we've got a relatively low population of 165,000 people, um, but it's spread, in, spread out into what I like to call Cairns is a big country town with all the advantages of a city. And I know you've been here many years ago, haven't you? I was there in the late 80s. Um, right, right. So it was very... And it uh, wasn't where are we now? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. developed then, obviously, as to where it is now on the super yacht no. side. Oh, no, no, not the way it is now. Now we can... Um, well, we're, we're actually um, the largest capable of all super yacht marinas in Australia in Cairns. We can take super yachts up to 140 metres with a 6.5 metre draft there. And it's within just a couple of minutes walk of the CBD and the restaurants, etc. Actually, back then, um, I didn't even know super yachts existed. Yes, well, <laughs> probably either did I. <laughs> and I knew there were boats in the um, waters, but I didn't know about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And um, well, we're in the off season right now as well. So it's a bit rainy here and there and we need the rain to keep our beautiful tropical wet rainforest nice and green. Um, it's still a beautiful time of year though and you can still get out and explore the reef, etc. Um, well, as you know, we're the only place in the world where the two UNESCO World Heritage Sites meet. 
Uh, did you get out and do some diving when you were here? Um, no, I wasn't. I didn't do scuba diving at the time either. I'd I'd actually oh, gone okay. over. <laughs> I, I'd I'd gone over on a, a mission of mercy. A friend of mine was over there, and had run into some problems. So I flew out just for a couple of weeks to help them in Sydney. And then right. it seemed like the right thing to do was to get them out of Sydney for a little while. So we went up to Cairns for about a week, I think it was. Um, and huh. then I, I flew out. So I, uh, I hadn't gone there as a holiday, per se. Um, it was more of a... Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to try and get one of you guys over soon to do some reporting for us over here. Before Maeve says anything, can I put my name forward? (laughs) You're jumping in there. Yes, yes. I I have a feeling girl power is going to win out on this one, but I'm going to put my name. That's fine. I'll be with Jimmy and Bally. That's okay. And uh, will you dive this time if you come over? Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, oh, good. good. Well, I Um, think one of the things, um, the pleasures of last year was you uh, made some introductions to us of some wonderful people around Australia and Asia Pacific that we got to talk to. And it certainly grew my awareness of how many, I mean, we all know the Great Barrier Reef is one of the most beautiful places, but as a, for the super yacht industry, it became very apparent that it really has developed the services, the marinas, the the cruising ability, the provisioning in in Queensland has developed hugely mm. over the past ten years. And then can mm. I just add mm. to that wonderful bonus that we got to talk with David Good in November just as oh. the charter law came through. I know. Which That's is been just fantastic. You know, Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, for yes, and I've been working on that for a long time. Well, David Good in particular, but um, yeah, we're we're so pleased that that has come through. And there's been a number of charters conducted that have gone nice and smoothly, and many inquiries in place as well. And you know, I, I think our region will benefit the most, also being you know having such great destination appeal as we do and all the facilities with the international airport and the private jet facilities and you know it's it's all right here at our fingertips and as you would have heard as well um bse can slipways now have the largest mobile boat hoist in the world 11 20 ton boat hoist so literally we can take care of every single you're, need you're all good to go mm-hmm. that's it <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you know, perfect location, perfect weather, perfectly safe. And, well, I mean, I guess the COVID-19 is a a global concern, but Mm -hmm. I think in a place like Cairns it can be contained as, you know, better than anywhere else. And so we are a very well-developed city with good facilities and we aren't that densely populated city that where you can come across problems with sharing, you know, tubes into the city and, and public transport, et cetera, and super yachts are down there in a secure gated area. Uh, deliveries can come right up to the doorstep of the vessel. So, And do you think as well, I mean, that because um, Carrie Fisher, or Carrie, Carrie... Carter? Yes, thank you. Carrie Carter? Was, uh, Carrie Carter yeah. was um, explaining kind of the procedure of uh, when ships come in and 
how they're surveyed and and do you oh, for bio foul yeah exactly um, biocontamination biosecurity biosecurity yeah, yeah. Yep. so I'm I kind of wondering if that also is is helping protect you a little bit more as well simply because as essentially an island. I don't um, think barnacles can get coronavirus. No, I'm not talking about barnacles, but there is, y you already have <laughs> quite a uh, procedure in place to ensure that um, even before mm -hmm. this ever hit, that you were very yes, careful of yes. what was brought but into the country. Also at the airports as well, there's an extra, you know, Australia yes, is very vigilant. the country has had travel bans in place since the very early days with um, anyone coming from China, um, Iran, um, Korea, South Korea, but even and now they're looking at Italy too. But yeah, yeah, very strict with bringing anything in that could contaminate. Even before that, I think of uh, probably of of any country that I know of, uh, Australia seems to have always had that infrastructure in place and been very vigilant about yes. allowing non <coughs> excuse me non indigenous insects or anything that can get into Australia. I guess after the, uh -huh. the, the, the rabbit problem, um, they realized, yeah, yeah okay, you yeah. shouldn't bring things that don't belong. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. I, I think everyone's seen that video. Well, maybe you haven't actually when you fly into the country. They have um, the biosecurity video that they play for everyone on each plane that comes in. You know, you can't bring in wood or, you know, mm. any type of food and all sorts. So it's quite a long, detailed video and, and everyone sort of, feels like they must be quite truthful in filling out their form so it's a good thing really and so now they do have um, those travel bans and anyone that's flying um, will have to be in a 14 day isolation period that that's coming from areas of concern actually when I went to Australia um, I'd flown via Hong Kong and um, when we landed two guys got on in the hazmat suits well, it could have been a girl, I don't mm -hmm. know. And uh, they, oh, they sprayed yeah. us. Oh, um, yes, yes. Yep, I've seen that happen. Too. Yes, that was a nice feeling. <laughs> uh, just, <coughs> just, just on the, because oh. we, we mentioned about media hype, and um, I don't mean to make light of it, but I am speaking to somebody in Australia who can tell me the reality on the ground. Um, Maeve mm -hmm. mentioned about provisioning. Uh-huh. Toilet paper. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, what the hell is going on? It's been a frenzy, <laughs> a toilet paper frenzy, and we've seen rolls, packets of rolls for sale on, on eBay for $2,000 and that That's sort of thing. That's pack of 24, $3,000. Um, <laughs> $24, I haven't, I have definitely not overstocked my toilet roll supply, and luckily I had some in store, as a good ex chief toilet always does. <laughs> But, um, you know, we're lucky enough that it's produced in Australia, so we're not going to run out. And I, I think, you know, it's just the heart getting around. And I don't, you know, if I was really worried, toilet paper would not be the thing on the top of my priority. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just need to all be, be, you know, sensible, safe, wash our hands. And, um, you know, um, if you're feeling unwell, get tested straight away. Um, I think they can turn around the test in 24 hours. They've done a lot of testing here in Cairns, and there's no cases here. Okay. Um, today I heard that there are 100 cases in Australia 
and there has been three deaths and I think they were elderly, like very elderly people, unfortunately. But um, what what's your numbers over there? Do you know? In, here in Mallorca, there have been six confirmed cases so far. Mm. Um, uh -huh. Statistically, yeah. in Europe, uh, overall, I think there have been 15,000 confirmed cases. A lot of them in Italy. Oh. However, oh, uh, yes. again, Sounds there has been a lot of testing. I mean, Italy may does yeah. certainly have the highest figures, but they have been testing thousands and thousands of people. The, the entire of Italy is now quarantined. Yeah. So everybody, yes, the, the entire population, yeah. have been quarantined uh, for two weeks. Um, interestingly, uh -huh. though, I, I was listening to a doctor last night, and it made me think of Australia, because as you were saying, you know, hand washing, very important. And actually, uh -huh. you know, we think of boosting the immune system being with vitamin C. Um, for viruses, actually, vitamin D is extremely important to help protect our system. Oh, okay. Ah, maybe, maybe that's why they don't do well in this, the hotter weather, because we well, produce yes, more vitamin D. Seeing, I think that's um, an advantage of being up here in Queensland. Um, I did hear reports that, and I'm not a doctor and I'm not substantiating this at all, but I have heard reports of um, it being studied in India and it saying that the virus couldn't survive over 30 degrees Celsius. So every day here practically is over 30 degrees Celsius. So um, that could be our saving grace. But um, no, I've been boosting room. on... <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Come anytime. Let's get packing. <laughs> uh, now, I've been taking the immune boosters for a while as well because um, we had a CPR Australia... Um, organised rendezvous over in Phuket um, a couple of months ago now, but it was, you know, only just meant being mentioned at that stage. And so I was very careful and taking the disinfecting spray and spraying that on my feet and using the hand sanitizer and, and starting with the multivitamins well before my trip, and I felt very safe. So, um, but yeah. And at this time, I would be, be. You, you'd be extremely low risk. I mean, it, the one thing they have emphasized is that the people who, who need to worry are the over 70s um, or six, late 60s, over 70s. Uh, yes, uh, or those with chronic lung illnesses. They're, they're the high risk, yeah, but everybody else true. is um, moderate to low risk. But I like to think of the other people that I could possibly be passing it on to. And I think we all know people mm. that fit into that risk category. I even know children that suffer from asthma and from a normal flu, they can end up in hospital. And we also need to be careful that, um, you know, our health facilities are not overwhelmed at all at once because then those people that do need urgent care can't be seen to. So, um and you know, I've got a lot of, I'm fond of a lot of elderly people as well. So you know, I don't want it to you know, get around anywhere where it doesn't need to. I don't think, <laughs> I, I, don't think I know any. Do I know any? <laughs> My parents. But, <laughs> and um, people that suffer from MS and those types of diseases, you mm -hmm. know, it can impact on a lot of people. And so it's not just ourselves we need to worry about. It's other people that we could be passing it on to and, and I guess the trouble is the incubation period is um, quite longer than usual so we don't know when we're able to pass it on in that period where we could be contagious. 
I wish I'd said all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, can I can I also uh, one of the other things that has come up in the news is is looking at the Australian economy, which does seem uh-huh. to be in a bit of a challenging place at the moment. But on the flip uh-huh. side, for people coming into Australia. I would imagine Oh yes. It it's got to be something of a windfall because the Australian dollar to say the euro or the American dollar is certainly going to give yeah. them more spending power. Exactly. It's amazing value and um you know if CPOs wanted to come here and have some um refit or maintenance work done or really anything that they need to do the marinas the yards um provisions everything's going to be very cost effective for them that's for sure but also at the highest level um provided with you know top etiquette as well i mean we've got a lot of ex super yacht crew that come back to cairns here and have settled and had children and you know, still want to be involved in the industry. So there's a lot of professional crew, ex-crew that are based here and working in the yards and working with the yachts and working as super agents and provisioners. And, and so there is a very high level of service here as well. And also given yesterday's um, oil price dumpings, it's, uh, oh, it's a yes. lot cheaper to get there now as well. Yes. Yes, that's right. Um Definitely great value. Um, we've got the international airport, we've got the private jet facilities and we still have, you know, the amazing experiences there on our doorstep and, you know, the shipyards, the beautiful marina and also within close proximity to other cruising grounds and other marinas, Crystal Super Yacht Marina up in Port Douglas and the Coral Sea Marina down in the Wheat Sundays. So, um, they're all very easily accessible from here and, you know, there's, there's so much to do actually in Cairns. I can't wait till you come over. I can show you around. But, you know, getting up into the rainforest and, and getting out into the outback and going around and um, also to see some of that 20,000-year-old Aboriginal rock art. It's not just by sea. There's There's so much to do by land as well, waterfalls and gorges and ancient lava tubes <laughs> i'm looking forward to getting my one-way ticket and coming to visit <laughs> and Duran, um for the great barrier reef again i feel that this is sometimes something we have misinformation about or older information um there's been yeah. a lot of groups um we had the pleasure last year of talking with citizens of the great barrier reef uh, we've uh-huh. had uh, the wonderful Dr. Andy Lewis on here a number of times and hope to catch up with him yeah. soon. But uh, yeah. for the Great Barrier Reef, can you kind of fill us in on what the reality for that is? Okay, yes, of course. And I did just catch up with Dr. Andy Lewis earlier today and yesterday um, and also citizens of the Great Barrier Reef. Have you spoken with Andy Ridley? I think you have. I have last year. I'd love to catch up with him again and kind of get an update from when we last talked with him. Yeah, well, well, when I go to an international show like Monaco or Fort Lauderdale, um, my first job is to get the perspective across to the captains or the crew or whoever I'm speaking to because... um, I don't know if you realise, but the reef is the size of Italy and that's 70 million football fields. That's quite big, isn't it? So, 
um, stretching over 2,300 kilometres. So, you know, it's an amazing it's an amazing thing. It's very diverse um, and it's the best managed reef in the whole world. So, and of course we are facing some challenges um, at the moment, but all the reefs in the world are. Mm -hmm. um, it's under increasing pressure from climate change and, and other local threats, but, but it's not dead, that's definite. Um, and the reality is very complex areas of damage um, but also areas of incredible beauty and life and so it's, it's a resilient ecosystem and still a place of incredible beauty but we need everybody's help to keep it that way and the way that you can get involved and help is by coming to visit it so we're working with both Andy's, <laughs> Andy from Citizens, Andy from Coral Sea, um, and, and, and also other foundations here such as the Great Barrier Reef Legacy, Parlay for the Oceans, um, International Sea Keepers and the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority and having a call to action for all the vessels to, to come and, and help us explore the 40% of this massive system that has never been documented in the past. So, and we're even offering scientists to come on board and go out with you and we can even get special permissions from Grumper to go to areas that have, are not usually able to be accessed. So, well, I'd love to help uh, Just on recently, that. yeah, yeah, a, a little update just recently. We have had a, a hot and dry summer, so... That has led to some heat build-up on the reef. Um, it sometimes does happen at this time of year if we don't get enough rain, but you know, luckily we are getting some rain now. Um, the sea temperatures are slightly above average for this time of year, and there have been observations of minor and patchy bleaching across some of the inshore areas, and this is minor. Um, and so we do have these people that are keeping a very, very close eye on it. Well, what um, about the... Uh, offshore reefs... If I could ask, the, the, has there been any impact? Because the, the fires, even though you know we, we've spoken about them and they the, the weren't as bad as we perceived them to have been, uh, although devastating and bad they were, um, obviously they're giving off a lot of carbon dioxide. And mm -hmm. this um, obviously is... It, does this have an impact on the corals? in that it's getting absorbed by the seawater and, and having a negative effect, or not? Or, or is well, it, refer this I mean, to Andy. Is this an Andy Lewis question? You might need to speak to a scientist, but my, in my opinion, you know, it's critical that we do get global emissions under control to keep it look as looking as amazing as it does. Um, it is a, a really resilient ecosystem, but, you know, for sure, everything impacts... Um, our biosphere so you know we want to keep all of our emissions down 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 and um you no know, i know a lot of boat builders these days are working on that and and i know a, a lot of super yachts want to do all they can to to assist as well so you know but back on the reef again um we've been lucky enough to have some cloud and and rain over the last fortnight so that really helps to cool things down and on that side of things and we are coming to the end of the hot summer months as well um we also have a weather system building offshore at the moment over this weekend 
and we hope that that will further cool the sea temperatures and, and help those bleach patches to recover because just because they've started some minor bleaching doesn't mean they're gone. So, yeah, as I said, it's resilient. It's amazingly huge. So, you know, the point I'm trying to get across is that we can always find um, a spectacular area to go diving and snorkeling on and, and the more yachts that can come here and help us get that comprehensive snapshot of the overall health of the reef by getting involved in the programs, you know, the more they can help everybody. And that research can be tapped into um, by the general public and by scientists who would like to analyse it even further as well on um, a central system where they can upload and geotag images that they take of the reef underwater. Um, I, wrote, I think Andy Lewis would like to speak to you again soon yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> no, I actually have dropped him a line. I'd love to catch up. I miss up. him. He's, he's fantastic. But um, I <laughs> actually last week read about it was a new search engine called Ikuru and it was set up by an Australian couple. And Oh, okay. I haven't heard of that. 60% of their profits from the search engine go to... Um, uh, uh, the Blue Marine cleanup, which cleans up plastic. And the other one was actually for research from the University of Queensland, if I'm correct, where they're oh, replanting yeah. Pusidia, if I'm pronouncing that Oh, correct. yes. And yeah, yeah. Uh, what was fascinating to me was how effective Pusidia, a little bit like seaweed, they've done a lot of research on that as well, is for absorbing carbon dioxide. My point being, uh -huh. it, it seems in Queensland, you're not just doing the research, but you're actually putting um, measures in place as well to see what will yes. effectively, yeah. because one of the, yeah, the take-homes really I got from Andy was, however tough and, and the images of plastics are, the biggest problem that we have to solve is about carbon. That is mm -hmm. what is going to yes. have the biggest impact. So the the quickest we can find ways of absorbing that carbon, the better our Earth is going to be. Yes, most definitely. And um, they are they're planting those corals also out at Fitzroy Island, and um, super yachts can actually go um, diving down there and and see how the whole process works as well, um, which we can help them to arrange if they visit here. So, yeah, ex exciting things going on in that field and. Um, yeah, there's more and more that we're hearing every day. JCU, the university here, um, have an amazing aquarium where, you know, you can go in and do a private tour organised by us actually and, um, and you know, have the scientists there to, to speak with you about um, the marine life and, and the coral reefs, etc. And they've got gardens there as well, which they're continuously studying and, replanting etc so that's very exciting mm. and interesting I think there, there's also the part that this it, we're hearing more and more that the the uh, to term the upper high net worth individuals or the the next generation of of super yacht owners um, are becoming more involved in not just the experience of places, hence why explorers, but also the wanting to give back. So I've, I've yeah. seen over the past year more and more kind of the combination of charter and science research or philanthropy and philanthropy yes, mixed they, in with yeah. the, the super yacht and, crews. Yeah. 
Um, Absolutely. Yes, yes. Sorry, and, and we'd love, love them to come here and, and get involved and, and use their vessels as a vessel of opportunity to, to host um, some research and for them to get involved in the research themselves as well, which I know they're very keen on doing also. So, you know, there's great opportunity and it's exciting to go to a new area that's that's never been documented before. And mm. I know one of our dive guides, Tom Lang, ran out recently and discovered a, a massive blue hole. Um, they couldn't get to the bottom of it. <laughs> and it's, um, he's just waiting for a yacht to come. Well, it sounds like you found my bank balance. And get down there and... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> no, there's um exciting new things being discovered all the time, actually. So, you know, and there, there's more and more to be discovered in such a large system. I think mm. the That's the other sure. thing, um, we had a lovely chat last year with Mark Stohart, who is, um, for those that don't know, yes. is the head of Echo Yachts, and Echo Yachts yes. are really forefront in moving to designing very eco-friendly super yachts and um, they're very the, well the known northern white star. Rider. is it the northern star and um, ecotourism but mm. he the, we yeah. forget in europe how massive australia is and he was talking yeah. about um the area where their shipyard is and the amazing yes. cruising grounds Western that australia um, and I think that we forget that as well here in Europe because, you know, you look quite small on the map. Um, yeah, well, but actually, um, that's right across the other side of the, the country. Map. Least, not like your neighbours who quite often aren't even on a map. Did you know about well, that? I actually go to Perth quite often because my family lives in Perth and down south in Pemberton. Mm. So I drop in and say hello to them every now and then because it's a, a region that's close to my heart. And um, all right, it's um, it's about a, a five-hour flight actually from Cairns. <laughs> Everything's far from Cairns. Yeah. So um, but no, they're doing um, a really great job and utilising some amazing technology. And I, I viewed uh, the White Rabbit Gulf actually over in Singapore on my way back from Thailand recently and it's an amazing vessel um, and um, Charlie as well that's the one that accompanies it um, yeah so they're doing great things there and great value to come and get a boat built in Australia with the dollar the way it is now so um, your owners should be checking that out <laughs> yeah and i mean if you're there there is just so much to see along the coastline as well as the fact that once you get to northern australia geographically it's uh -huh. not that far to oh. get to indonesia and the whole of yeah, no, asia pacific website, oh, uh, the kimberley PNG. is amazing um you've spoken about the kimberley with ayla haven't you yes ayla? Up in, yeah. Up in, Toby. Yeah, yeah up in northern yeah. Yeah. australia yeah it's, yeah, that's a spectacular cruising ground also. And, and of course, Papua New Guinea and Indonesia, um, I know you've heard about them. So, Ange and um, Jimmy, <laughs> yep, there are great people in those areas. And, um, yeah, no, there's there's so much to do. You, you wouldn't come down here and, and just go to one country and then leave, that's for sure. There's plenty of reason to continue around and visit the entire Asia, South Pacific area. There's a lot to do and some beautiful isolated cruising grounds. You can have the place to yourself. Why would I want and, um, to leave, Joanne? 
I don't. I think you're moving here. (laughs) Yeah. To be honest, every time we talk (laughs) with Jimmy Blee, Dave's like, we got to go to Bali. (laughs) We got to go to Bali. We've been doing a radio show anywhere. (laughs) This is it. And uh, I remember speaking with with Jimmy uh, and as soon as I got off the call from him, uh, it was late at night, actually. And uh, I started looking at property. No, I started looking just at places (laughs) in Bali, like beaches. And then <laughs> I saw a link for a property website, and then uh-huh. I went on that, and <laughs> yeah, I was sold. By the time May woke up, I had my bags packed. It was like, okay, we're off to Bali. <laughs> I found this house uh, on a beach. It's, well, you know. I can see you in your jumpers and <laughs> scarves, <laughs> and I'm sitting here with the beautiful palm trees in the background and nice and warm and... I know. Check out the property in Cairns. <laughs> I, I, well, it's it's uh, yeah. I love Cairns. I mean, when I was there, it's uh, it it's stunning. It's tropical. It's but it yeah. um, postcard. Yeah. It's like on the postcard. It certainly has looked as well, though, that the super yacht, the Asia. And I'll just generalize, but the Asia Pacific super yacht market has been growing every mm. year, particularly over the past five years. Um, for those that don't know about the new charter law that was brought in in November, it's essentially where people had been taxed to um, charter in Australia, and that levy has been lifted in a very simple sense. Yeah, so now they can come here to Australia, um, control permit that, that they enter the country through, um, and then... When they commence charter, they'll switch over to a free coastal trading license and just pay the 10% GST on the charter. It's very simple and easy, but we do recommend that they only use a Super Yacht Australia endorsed agent and they will also take care of, of the whole process for them and the notifications that need to go to the different departments. Um you know, they, they need to log their their vessel's movements and, and when the charter has initiated and completed and, and then there's a few more details but it's um it's really um we do definitely recommend they go through an endorsed um CPR agent to take care of some of the intricacies. So um yeah, so it's the license for a period of twelve months and then at the end of that 12-month period, um, additional licences could also be applied for. So it's worked really well, um, the charters that we've had thus far. And, um, you know, we've, as I mentioned, there's a few yachts that have been speaking to me that are on their way here um, and looking to charter um, in this amazing sort of cruising ground and area with so many different possibilities of 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 varied itineraries so um it's great for our small businesses and for job creation but at the same time it's it's opening up these beautiful diverse cruising grounds to the charter brokers and the super yachts that you know you can't find anywhere else in the world so i know it's a mixed bunch probably but in in general, you're finding people coming from the states or from Europe or Asia. Where's the main? I influx? think the largest percentage, largest percentage, are from the states actually. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then that's sort of followed by European countries, I believe. Yeah. 
and uh-huh. looking at the <clears throat> coronavirus aside, you know, but looking at the events coming up, um, the next year is going to be very busy between the Olympics in Tokyo, um, the yes, summer, yes. then there's the America's uh-huh. Cup um, coming up yes, yes. later in the year. Yep. And, and the Super Yacht Gathering is one of the next ones coming in March, up. Um, end of March, is it? Yeah, 26th and 27th in Auckland. Um, and then we've got um, ASMEX, and that's the conference that's um, on, on the Gold Coast Sanctuary Coast for Super Yacht Australia. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I really recommend to go to that one. It's, it's a great um, gathering of professionals um, industry leaders from all over the world really now do come to this. Um, captains and um, anyone that's involved in the industry, crew and um, and the focus I of think there'll be major discussion. Is it sorry for those that don't know about it? Is it um, a more business to business, business to captains, or is it more like something like Mets, where it's marine industry and equipment? Yeah, it's more of a conference style, um, and I didn't give you the dates either. It's the 18th and 19th, and it's in a, a conference presentation-type format, and so charter will be one of the major discussions. Um, I did catch up with David Good recently for updates on this, so they'll be having a push for regional charter in Southeast Asia and the South Pacific, um, Fiji, Tahiti, and New Zealand, who will have charter um, operating there. We'll all talk from their experience and encourage um, our neighbours in Thailand and Indonesia to get charter and collectively then we can move to promote the entire South Pacific, South Southeast Asia region for chartering. So, And then the next big subject will be America's Cup 36. So that will be um, a presentation by Peter Busfield from New Zealand Marine. Um, there's only 12 months to go to that, so that's very close. Um, and then another huge topic will be the environment and our great friend Dr Andy Lewis will be speaking on the Coral Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll have Hayden Smith from New Zealand speaking on sea cleaners and Theo Hooning um, Theo. who'll be talking about water, water Revolution Foundation. Uh, yes. is the, oh, is Theo um, involved in that? And, yeah, I suppose he is. And uh, Martin Redmayne is the MC, but it's a really great event and, um, yeah, I highly recommend coming down. It's something, it's one of our major events in this country um, and, and it, you know, great for networking, great to get educated on the whole Southeast Asia, South Pacific region and, and you know, it, you can form some really valuable bonds and relationships by working and collaborating with those partnering countries and you know, uh, it's happened so often that, you know, we've ha- invited people from all over the world um, to our familles, but, you know, people like Chris Del Holler and... Um, Funny, and, I was know, just I was just thinking of her when I was... Because uh, when you were saying this, I was thinking, well, of course, if you go to Australia, you got to go to Tahiti and, and say hi to Chris yeah, Allen. Yeah. Of course, there's well, David people, Jennings. And then, of course, there's Bali. Yeah, You've yeah, got to yeah, go and see... Yeah. <laughs> We yeah, and um, Cynthia Rash from Fiji and, and, you know, Peter Busfield and all of those leaders from all around will be there and it's always really great to catch up and everybody promotes 
each other because mm. it works really well to you know pay it forward essentially <laughs> i think that's one of so, the, um, the lovely things actually is there is a great um collaboration between uh, all the different groups throughout asia pacific not just you know based in australia but you know between indonesia and tahiti yeah. and fiji you can see it at monaco yeah. you can see it um in in many of the different events that you're very supportive of each other and interrelated as well yeah there's so, a few other events i'll just touch on quickly mm -hmm. before i've got time Absolutely. um our super australia tahiti rendezvous it is over there on the 19th of june in tahiti um fiji we have a rendezvous on august the 28th and the australian super yacht rendezvous is in the great barrier reef region this year in the oh. wet sundays hosted by the coral sea marina um, October 15th to the 18th. Oh, and one other thing. Um, Australia are hosting uh, the destination sponsor at the Meba Charter Show. So there'll be a great oh. group of Aussies over there for that. And um, will you be there? We will be there. We'll we have, have been see. in... Well, um, coronavirus allowing. Uh, oh, we, yeah. Well, we, we spoke with um, them last week and uh, okay. they were still in discussions as to whether or not they're going to go forward with it. They're taking um, best oh, advice. Okay. So at the moment, right. it is on. Um, and they uh, right. like the Palma Yacht Show as well. Um, Mameba uh -huh. are okay. planned to go ahead, as well as the Super uh -huh. Conference in Barcelona, planned to go ahead, yeah. but they will be reviewing on a regular basis. Uh -huh. um, well, all going well. All going well. All going well. Australia will be, um, you know, the destination destination sponsor and you know that will fit in quite nicely with the new charter legislation so david could will be there with all cylinders firing <laughs> and um the australian super yacht rendezvous if um you know there'll be a great captains and owners forum at that down in the sundays and just in informative discussions with all the experts there as well last um, year special Last year that was on in um, May time, wasn't it? And it was on in the Gold oh, Coast. Yes. yes, so the timing and the location has changed. Um, and there'll be quite a number of vessels, I think, they're expecting to come and showcase for this. So if any international vessels are interested, um, please feel free to contact me and I'll put you in the right complimentary at that event. So a complimentary what? Uh, dockage. Ah. Okay. Because it Dock, really, uh, it, it looked a beautiful. Um, we had the pleasure of uh, Marika Dirks from Supiot Services Guide and Zara Tremlett being there and they got to be there and, and catch yes. up and interview some people. And as an event. Yes, they, it they came here too. They were amazing. Yeah, they're yeah. great. And, um, yes. but it really <laughs> looked like a beautiful event and very much focused a little bit like Meba, very much focused on captains, owners, and, um, a select amount of companies that were relative for them. Yes. Yes. So, um, it, yeah, focusing on captains and owners, um, super yacht, um, agents, I believe, um, brokers, etc. Um, it, there'll be tours in place to take you out to the reef and to see some of the Indigenous cultural experiences by land, um, VIP parties, and um, I believe the new Hayman Island is involved as well. That's been newly renovated and opened. 
Um, so, yeah, some four days of immersive experiences there for VIP guests and attendees and just to highlight why Australia is the next super yacht hotspot and showcase the Great Barrier Reef um, and our second to none charter destination opportunities. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's a great one to also add to your calendar and I'll be there. Actually, that's tying in with our next FAMIL that we're hosting in October. So if you come on our FAMIL, <laughs> you'll be there. Okay, well, all we've got to do is organise some babysitters. <laughs> you have to bring your radio. <laughs> <laughs> we can come mics in hand. It sounds like a very exciting year ahead. Um, Many congratulations as well um, on the new phase of chartering in Australia. That's just sounding a lot simpler and straightforward. And thank you Mm -hmm. so much, Joanne, for giving us again many, many good reasons why Australia is really a very strong super yacht destination yeah, in the world make sure you bring your own toilet paper and uh, <laughs> it's the perfect place to be it's my pleasure thank you for speaking with me and um yeah i hope to speak again soon take care we should do it's a lot sooner than than we have before so let's keep in contact thank you joanne always Thanks. a pleasure we have been talking with joanne drake who is manager of super yacht group great barrier reef Thank you so much for being with us today. This is Super Yacht Radio.